0: scripture here let's just put that on psalms 90 verse 17 it says let the favor of the lord our god be upon us and establish the work of our hands can we just read that and say that together uh, mm-hmm. mm, close there we go oh there we go let's read it together ready read Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that even as we have confessed your word, that your favor will follow us and establish the work of our hands in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and give somebody a high five and say, Jesus is all I need. Thank you, worship team. We love you. 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 Amen. And so uh, as, as we're ending this year, as we're ending this moment, uh, you, know, and, 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 you know, we've already kind of shifted as a church. We've already been declaring uh, heaven come, the culture of heaven, and we're, we're, we're staying in that. We're not losing a track of, of the culture that God is uh, speaking into our church. You know, it takes, it takes time. It takes uh, Years even to build a car I mean, certain um, uh, demographics and things it, it didn't just happen overnight. There are things that we continually have to do, and that's why I love Kevin, Pastor Kevin, preaching about transformation. And you know, I don't carry. Everything. I, obviously, I don't carry every message. I mean, it's good that you hear my voice, but I'm so glad that we have able ministers. Somebody say, praise the Lord. We have able ministers that can come and minister, and not just people from the outside, but I love it that we have people in the house like Pastor Timothy and Melody and, and Michelle and Jason and all of us that are, are plowing and Pastor Connie, I mean, just loving, and others that are here, gifty and, and God is raising up even some of the daughters of the house. And so you're going to see in this season that God is doing some amazing things things. <laughs> And I felt like I was asking the Lord, Lord, how can we end this year? What do you want to end this year? Because I have a word for next year already. And I'm not, not, I don't feel led to release it yet. But I felt like the Lord said, only way that you can really get there is if you get here. And so that word that he spoke to me for now and for the rest of this year is about favor. And today I want to define favor. And I believe that as we end this year, we want to end strong. And I gave a prophetic word that God has not called us to run out, but he's called us to outrun. And as I was praying, I felt that, um, that uh, favor is something that has marked my life as a person. And you know, you can have something operating in your life. You can have experiences and encounters, but if you don't have language for it, you cannot impart it to someone else. It's just, just an experience. It's just an encounter. But if you can find that encounter in the Word of God, somebody say amen. If you can find your encounter, if you can find yourself in the Word, Jesus found himself in the book. And so God was speaking to me and said, Malik, I've done so much Favorite. I've, I've literally i've you know many of you know my testimony born addicted to drugs etc etc went to prison and through the whole time all i saw was the favor of god and 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 so just this last two months i felt like the lord said malik i want you to impart this to the people impart this to the body impart this to our family because we are a family amen somebody say we are family And so miracles upon miracles, and when you have the favor of the Lord upon your life, uh, you will defy the odds, you will go against the odds. You don't need the odds in your favor when you have God's favor, and you move in the divine supernatural, and so God... I believe he's looking for people that are going to walk in divine favor. As a believer, we're called to walk in favor, not just once in a while. We're not just supposed to get a miracle here and there, but we're called to daily. Act, just like Ashley said, that we're seated in heavenly places. This is not just I'm begging God for another miracle. No, every day is a miracle. Every day there's a sign and wonder. Every day I'm seeing God's hand on my life, whether big or whether small, I still give glory to God. And so uh, I- I've seen and heard ministers and businessmen and so many people giving their testimonies about walking in favors, doors that shouldn't open. Even the house that we're in, we shouldn't be in there, but God saw fit to put us in there because we're going to be a blessing. Amen. And I've heard statements like favor is not fair, and I don't necessarily agree with that. And because it's God's favor, so it is fair. When God does it, it, it is fair. It is right. And-, and we use those statements as statements uh, to make ourselves seem better than. And, and today I'm going to define favor. And then I'm also going to give you some traps that I don't want you to fall into. And I really encourage you to take notes today. Write these things down. Don't just listen to the message here, but we have a podcast. Uh, I'm going to be doing some Facebook lives this week to kind of drive home this message. And we're going to be doing this for another couple of weeks to drive home this message of favor. You guys ready? Come on. That's like three people. Are you guys ready? All right. And so, uh, you know your favor when your prayers are being answered, your bills can be paid in full, your desires are getting fulfilled. When you need help on a project and you have more volunteers than you require, people are moved to bless you with gifts. You're on a mission trip to go to an unreached village and everyone comes and gets saved. People like you. There's a whole different assortment of things that we can find in the word about favor. And so favor defined, I just want to give you a quick definition uh, four, four different definitions, okay? Number one, favor defined is to be approved of, to be approved of. Make sure you write that down. Favor defined, to be approved of. How many like when you're approved of? How many like when things get approved? Amen. Uh, number two, to be given privilege and preferential treatment, to be given privilege and preferential treatment. And number three, to be given benefits and gifts, benefits and gifts, and then number four, to be given unfair advantage. Let me say those things again. To be approved of, favor defined, to be approved of, to be given privilege and preferential treatment. to be uh, Number three, to be given uh, benefits and gifts and to be given unfair advantage. And so I want to unpack each one of these and, uh, and declare to you that I believe that God is calling relentless to move in new realms of favor. Okay. Did y'all just see what I just said, right? What favor is? Are y'all okay with that? Okay. If you're not okay, I could preach another message. Y'all okay with that favor? Somebody say favor. All right. So the first one to define is to be approved of. And when, and you got to know that when God created you, he said that not only did he say that you were good, he said that you were very good. Go ahead and look at somebody. If it's your wife or husband, look at him and say, you are very good. Come on. Look at them and say, oh, you're very good. Genesis 131, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and that w- there was morning, and that was the sixth day when he made man. He liked what he made, and he approved of it. So the expectation, you got to hear this, the expectation of approval is built into us. It's built into us because when we were created, God said, you're very good. God, our father said that we're good and that's why rejection doesn't feel good. Hello? Rejection doesn't feel good because we were created to be loved. We operate and live our best life when we are what? Approved. Disapproval has riddled the body of Christ. Everybody wants to do things the right way. You feel like if I don't do it the right way, God won't love me, blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you that God has already approved of you. And many times it is a spirit of religion that accuses the believer and causes them not to feel like they are good enough. And disapproval is an unfavorable opinion. But God's opinion is not unfavorable. Are you listening to me today? God's approval of you is favorable. He has favored you in Christ. Disapproval is an unfavorable opinion, and we need to break this off. And so, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna step out on the limb. I want us all to step on our, stand on our feet. Go ahead. I know you guys already got comfortable in those nice seats, but we're gonna do a little uh, uh, maintenance. Somebody say, maintenance. Amen. So, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, and the only way to God. You died on the cross for my sin, you, my sin. you rose again from the dead. I repent of all my sins and I forgive every person I would ha- that God would have me to forgive. I forgive all those who have rejected me, hurt me and failed to show me love. Lord, I trust you to forgive me. I believe that you do accept me right now. Because of what you did for me on the cross. Somebody say, I am accepted. I am highly favored. I am the object of your special care. You really love me. You really want me. You're my father. I am a member of the family of God. I'm a, the best family of the world, <laughs> the best family in the universe. I am thankful. And I believe that the good work you started in me, you were carried into completion. And now, Lord, I proclaim my release from any dark, evil spirit that has taken advantage of my past wounds in my life. I command any spirit of rejection, rebellion, or generational curse to leave my life now come on say now in the name of Jesus and I release my spirit to rejoice in you thank you Lord for joy for peace for kindness for acceptance and love that is at work in my life from now on in Jesus name amen come on let's give the Lord a praise all right all right all right go ahead you can sit down amen somebody say praise the lord oh i love that the confession is so we eat from the fruit of our lips i want you i'll post this later on today but i want you guys to 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 confess the word of god because we are accepted now saying all that to say that to be approved of i want to i want you to recognize the bible said we shouldn't be ignorant of the enemy's devices and so i want you to know the trap behind uh, or the trap you can fall in, we're talking about favor and talking about approval and that one is trusting in man's approval. That is the trap. We can never put our trust in man's approval because people can love you one day and not the next. People can be all, I'm, I'm telling, I've been around this for a while, people can be all in and then the moment you don't do what they like, the moment you don't say what they like, the moment you don't meet them where they're at then all of a sudden there is a rejection. And if you put your trust in them, I want to tell you, you're setting yourself up for destruction. We shouldn't work for man's approval. We should be grateful for it, though. Amen. We should be grateful when we're approved. We should be grateful, but we should never uh, put our trust or work for it. Somebody say, I'm not going to work for it. We also must remember, even though God approves of who we are, he doesn't always approve of what we do. That's another thing. Just because I'm God's favorite doesn't mean he always likes what I do. And it doesn't validate my sin. It doesn't validate my shortcoming. It doesn't validate the mistakes that I make. I love my kids. My kids have all of my approval, but it doesn't mean that I always like what they do. Hello? I still love them. They're still favorite. They're st- I'm still their father. That's not going to change no matter how far they run, no matter what they do. No, I mean, no matter what. And so we need to know this. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 8. Says, thus says the Lord, cursed, that means empowered to fail. That's what curse means. Is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, who hearts turn away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. When we put our trust and our dependence, that word trust is leaning on, putting our dependence upon people versus God, the Bible says that we're going to be like a shrub in the desert and, and no good will come of it. It says he shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an inhabited salt land. I hear many times people say I'm going through the wilderness. And my question is, is that a wilderness that God put you in or is that one that you have created by depending on man? Hello. I love you. And then it says blessed. I mean, come on, inhabited salt land. There's nothing there. But it said blessed. That means empowered to win is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And he is like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the stream, does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, or it does not cease to bear fruit. So when you put your trust in the Lord, you know that everything is going to work out. You know that everything is going to work out according to his will. And we know his will because we know his word. And I want to encourage you today. That doesn't mean that God won't put people in your life. Listen, because I know people could take this and say, well, I ain't trusting in man. I'm trusting in God. No, God has set up government. He has put in uh, pastors and apostles and leaders and, and your bosses and all these people, your parents. But what I'm saying is that your dependence cannot be totally on them and making them an idol because the moment they don't meet that need, maybe that wounding that you have, then you cannot cry and get all bitter. Hello? Because we're not supposed to put our trust in man. We need to put our dependence in God. Because he is good. You heard my wife. I mean, she was preaching the message. All of, No matter what I have, I cannot trust in that. Because it could be here today and gone tomorrow. Hello? Next thing is, to favor is to be given privilege and preferential treatment. How many need that in your life? Look at some of y'all scared to lift up your hand now. Say, hold up, what's the trap? What's the trap? <laughs> Joseph had ridiculous favor Genesis 37 3 through 4 says now Israel loved Joseph as Jacob his father loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age also he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now, is it right that Joseph loved Jacob more? Uh, uh, I mean, Jacob loved Joseph more. I'm not going to say that, but I'm telling you, when you have favor in your life, people are not always going to like you. Matter of fact, it says that they hated him. Not everybody's going to be happy when you get your miracle. Not everybody's going to be happy when you get your comb, when you get your car, when your kids come off of drugs. Not everybody's going to be happy for you. And you have to brace yourself. Somebody say, brace yourself. yourself. It said this. It said, uh, they said they hated him and could not even speak peaceably to him. I had this situation a couple days ago. I was in a situation and the person couldn't even congratulate me, couldn't even speak peaceably to me because of what was harbored in their heart. Verse 9 says, then he dreamed a dream. Now he's already favored. Now he's dreaming dreams. He said he dreamed another dream. And so this is two dreams, but this is the second one. It says, and told it to his brothers and said... Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, representing his mom and father, and 11 stars, which represent his brothers, bow down to me. So he's dreaming about favor. He's dreaming about this high place that God is bringing him into. Now look at this, Genesis 39, 1 through 4. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, so his brothers sell him into slavery. They, they say, we hate you, we're going we're gonna to pretend like you got murdered, but they're going to kill him, but then they just sold him into slavery. How many know that God will thwart the plans of the enemy to get you where you need to be? And maybe some of you have feel like you've been thrown away, but I'm telling you, God is setting up a caravan to bring you into your promise. God is setting up an ambush to send you into what he has for you. And sometimes God will use even the vehicle of the enemy to get you where he wants you to be, because he said, I will cause all things to work together for your good. Is anybody here today? Because I'm telling you, favor is about to crash over you like a wave. Thank you for that. Woohoo. I'll give you $30 later. I'm just playing. <laughs> all my little statements. I'm going to say them all today because I haven't preached in a while. <laughs> and the Bible says this. So now he's been taken to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of the Pharaoh's off officials, the captain of the guard, brought, uh, bought him from the Israelites who had taken him there. So God has a way to get you where he wants you to be. And the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody said the Lord was with Joseph. So that he prospered. Now he he's a slave. But he's prospering and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found what? Favor in the eyes and became his attendant. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise your slavery. God is setting you up. Joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he trusted to his care everything he owned. And we know what happened. Uh, Potiphar's wife lied on Joseph said that you know he uh, laid with her which wasn't the truth matter of fact he ran from her and so now he was in this great place I mean better than you know being a, a regular slave and now he gets thrown in prison so you think this is where the story ends but the Bible says the Lord was with him Somebody said the Lord is with me and he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden so the warden put Joseph in charge of all Those held in prison, preferential treatment, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. And the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in everything that he did. When you are walking in the favor of God, no matter what situation you might be in, God is with you. Somebody say amen. And uh, let me say, let me say this. The trap though of this is manipulation and control. It has never said that Joseph had to do something special to get this favor. Hello? He didn't have to make a phone call. He didn't, you know, connect with this buddy and that buddy. He didn't have to go on social media and like somebody's post hoping that they're going to say something to him. People can say all day that they're walking with God, but the question is "Is God walking with you. Because God was with Joseph. He prospered. He was successful. So to manipulate or to control is to play uh, upon artful or unfair or insidious means, especially to one's advantage. This means to me that manipulation is a skill. Control is a skill that we ha- might have to unlearn. I'm just saying, there are places in our life where even as a young minister, uh, you know, someone gave me a book one time and said, how to be a great evangelist. And the whole book was how to do follow-up calls and how to do this and how to receive offerings. And it seemed very manipulative. And like, if I do this thing, then everybody's going to like me and I'm going to have a big ministry. I told the Lord, just like my wife many years ago, I don't want a big ministry. I just want to serve you. Whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like, I just want to, I don't want to lose track of you. I don't want to lose your presence. So the manipulates, the control the play upon the artful, uh, or I mean, unfair or insidious means. So another thought is that just because you are favored doesn't mean that you won't go through things. It's not what you go through, it's how you go through it. Did you hear me? Yeah. It's not how, it's not what you, you going to go through some things. Yeah, right. You have to. But the, the, the thing is how you go through it. Because we live in a world of instant, sometimes we want miracles and breakthroughs. Uh, and when it doesn't happen the way we think that it should happen, we begin to try to manipulate and control the situation. I guess I'm not talking to anybody here. That's okay. Listen to this. Galatians 3, 1 through 3. It says, you foolish Galatians. How would you like somebody to write you a letter that had said that to you? <laughs> who has bewitched you? Another translation said, who has put a spell on you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the spirit? Are you now trying to finish by the means of the flesh? So let me say it like this. God can do it better than you can. Come on. Somebody say that to yourself. God can do it better than I can. So we need to stop promoting ourselves. Listen, the amount of flesh you use to get in the position, you will have to use that to keep you in that position. When God is with you, you don't have to fight those battles because the battle becomes the Lord. Many times we're in warfare, right, because we're not where God told us to be. So, I'm, listen, it's already hard enough when you're where God told you to be. It's already enough demonic activity that lasts you a lifetime when you're not where you're supposed to be. And now you're in a place where you're not supposed to be. And now you got... Unneeded warfare. I believe that the body of Christ is fighting unneeded warfare. Hello? We're fighting all this stuff just so that we can do what we feel like God is calling us to do. But we need to be in the place that God has called us to be. Somebody say amen. Oh my God, I didn't think it was going to come out like this. I really do love you guys. I really care about you guys. I mean, I guess that's why I'm saying all this, right? Okay. (laughs) If you need some inner healing after this message, just come up. We'll pray for you, okay? (laughs) <laughs> so, so so, the first one was what the first one was uh, trusting to be approved of favor is to be approved of to be given privilege and preferential treatment but we have to watch that we don't fall into the ditch of manipulation and control and the second thing and this is all a setup because I believe that as we really begin to recognize the favor of the Lord these are things that are going to try to come in to stop you from receiving what God has for you the next thing is to be given benefits and gifts I love this one when God's favor is on your life, you will be given benefits and gifts. I can't tell you how many times. No one knows I'm a preacher. Nobody knows I'm a prophet or whatever the case is. I go into a place and just, I get good treatment. People love me. Every nation we go to, I mean, maybe it's because I'm black and I'm going to nations that are not black or would have never seen a black person. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I'm going to Africa hopefully next year. So maybe that I'll see if I really got favor. But anyway, I mean, I just really believe that when you go into, play, I mean, everywhere, I mean, it's in the States, people come to me. Are you a basketball player? Are you a football player? People are taking pictures. They come out on the side and say, Hey, are you famous? Haven't I seen on your TV? Yes, I'm famous in the eyes of God. <laughs> favor, somebody say favor, Favorite. and you have to know what to do with that. You don't heap it on yourself and say, "Oh man, oh, let me talk about that later." Okay, that's my other point. That's another trap. God's favor is on your life, and you will be given benefits and gifts. Psalms 103. Just receive that one through five. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of what. His benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. So God will put things in your hand. God will gifts will be given to you. When the lady called us from the, uh, the real estate person, they said, this is a miracle. Even she realized that this was a miracle. This was only the favor of God. And when God does it in your life, I want you to say that. I want you to say this is only the favor of God. There's a wonderful brother. His name is Jerry Savelle. Watch him. Read his books. He has, he's known as like an apostle of favor. And he says that every time, whether big or small, God does something in his life, he says, and that is the favor of God. He recognized that it comes from the Lord. Now, listen, the trap with uh, receiving gifts and all those things is that we, uh, the trap is we earn it so we deserve it. And that's not the truth. We don't earn anything in God. We don't deserve anything from the Lord. If we deserved everything that God gave us, we would have nothing. <laughs> Y'all not heard it. Yeah. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Salvation is a gift. Matter of fact, faith is a gift. Faith comes by what? Hearing the word of God. So everything we have from God is a gift. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Lamentations 3.22 says, because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. For his mercies, they never end. Another word for favor is grace. And we're going to talk about this next week. We're going to dive into grace. Because I have a wonderful uh, 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 woman of God, uh, uh, Winnie Benaz, and she always says, grace has to be drunk straight. Grace is so scandalous. It's so ridiculous that we have to add all this other stuff to make make sense of it. But sometimes you got to drink the straight drink of grace. And next week, I want to give you that drink of grace. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some of you feel uncomfortable when I start talking about grace. I'm going to make you feel like, oh, man, uh, you're going to feel uncomfortable inside because does God really love me that much? So you want to you wanna invite somebody for that? Anyway, shameless plug. So let's just go into the, this last one here. Unfair advantage. Somebody say unfair advantage. Favor accesses the blessing. And the blessing is another message the Lord gave me years ago. The blessing is the advantage. And what is the, what is the blessing? Look at Genesis 1, 26 to 28. It says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Notice that he said, God blessed them. And then after he blessed them, he said, be fruitful. They could only be fruitful after he blessed them. That blessing followed Noah. That blessing followed uh, 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 Abraham. That blessing came uh, through Jesus and now it's to us. Amen. And that blessing is causing us to be fruitful. When, fav- when favor is on your life, favor accesses the blessing. And when that favor and that blessing is working in your life, God wants to get stuff to you. Hello? How many know that God wants to get stuff to you? God has uh, FedEx angels that want to send, send, you know, uh, they want to get packages to you. How They want to deliver things to you. Are you ready for that? They got UPS, angels of heaven. I guess. But there's a trap. So I believe that there's unfair advantage, but I believe that the trap is pride. The trap is pride. Again, everything that we get is a gift. And the Bible says in Proverbs 16, I forgot the verse, but I think it's 16, like six, something like that. It says pride precedes destruction. An arrogant spirit appears before a fall. Listen, nothing I have, and, you know, a lot of times when I meet different people and, you know, tell them some of my encounters, my experiences, a lot of times people, they say, wow, and like, I wouldn't expect it because you're not prideful. <laughs> they say, well, I would have never known because you just seem so humble. Why? Because nothing I have is something I did. Let me tell you about uh, something that happened in Mexico. We were in Mexico, and 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 after preaching uh, uh, on Saturday, actually, was did we preach on Saturday? Yeah, healing service. We did a healing service, somebody got out of a wheelchair, praise the Lord, and people got saved, it was great. And so we, we, get, we, get, into the, um, uh, we get into the city, I, wondered, I really felt like we should go to downtown Mexico. So it took us forever to get down there. As soon as we get like, to the, almost the heart of it, I look at Ashley and say, wow, I can feel the presence of God. Why? Because after we turned the next corner, there was about 40,000 people there worshiping Jesus. People giving their, wor- I mean, just worship, and they had a big stage and all that stuff. And I said, oh, man, we got to get out there. We got to get there. We gotta- I just want to walk to the front and just get in the glory for a couple minutes. I don't want to stay. I just want to get in and get out. So we went, and it was just amazing. All these churches came together and prayed, and it kind of reminded me of what Kevin has been preaching. I believe that the day is going to come where we're going to uh, bring churches together, and we're going to stand on a platform and declare the glory of God. Amen. So God was giving, giving me a picture of winning. And so while we're there, there's like a pastor's booth. It says pastors if you're a pastor. So I really, I'm not looking to sign up anything. I'm just looking to say, like, hey, like, what is this all about? How did this? I'm curious because this is what we've been preaching. This is what we've been believing. And they look at me with my gray hair. Sorry, I don't have it. I know some of you are offended that I cut my hair, but it's coming back. Don't worry. Some people are just offended. Like, you cut your hair? Why would you do that? I'm, sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> and, so, and so here I am, and I'm in Mexico. And so basically, uh, we're in the front, and, and, and I go to this pastor and ask them, like, what's going on? They say, you're a pastor? I say, yes, I am a pastor. They say, well, come with us. I said, come with you where? They said, we want to take you to the back. So now there's this big stage, 40,000 people. They're taking me to the back to meet somebody. I don't know who. They take me, and I meet the son of the father who put this whole thing on. So here I am, meeting the son of the father who put this whole event on. And we're talking, we're conversating. Then the next thing you know... What happens? All of a sudden, the father comes, and then we get a chance to prophesy over the son. We get a chance to take a picture with the father, and the father looks at me and says, you know what? Uh, Why don't you just stay till 9 o'clock? I'll put you on the stage, and you can just uh, uh, stretch your hands forward, and you can just pray over everybody and make declarations. That's the favor of God, but guess what? That's not what the Lord told me. So I said, thank you very much, but I think we're going to have to go. But I love what you're doing, and I hope we keep in contact. See, you can't run because you see a big door. Just every door ain't God. Matter of fact, God will try your heart. God will put things right in front of you and see how you respond. Listen, you could tell me all day that you got this, you got this, but your response and how you react always tells the story. Somebody say amen. I'm almost done. I know people have to go get their kids, but I'm just going to drive this home. Trap is pride. Genesis 12, 2 says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Listen, the song isn't how great I am, it's how great God is. We don't pursue things, we pursue him. We continue to put our attention on him, and this doesn't mean that we shouldn't believe to have what he said we should have. It just means like Paul, whether I have plenty or whether I'm in necessity, I've learned the secret to satisfaction. You didn't even know I was going to preach this. Philippians 4 11, 13 says this I'm not telling you this because I'm in need for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance I know what it means to lack that means to be humbled and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance for I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things whether it's fullness or in hunger and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty somebody say amen. So the blessing, the material, the favor, the economy of heaven should never become more magnified than the blesser, which should always be focused on him. Because, again, if we focus on what we do and how we can get it, then we can fall into pride. So many times I talk to people and the stories are all about them. It's all about what they did and how they did it and how they made it. And, how they, and you're just like, whoa, goodness. Can I talk a little bit about me? Can I hear more about God? Can I hear more glory given to him? I've been, I've been at fault, too. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm just saying, like, please, come on. Let's work this together. So one thing I want you to know today and to get the worship team to come up, if you guys don't mind, favor is not earned. It's given because he loves you. Somebody look at somebody and say, you're God's favorite. You're God's favorite. You're God's favorite. You're God. I know we like to say, well, I'm God's favorite. I want to tell you, you're God's favorite. Practice that this week. Call somebody up on, hit them up on Messenger or something or whatever you do, however you communicate and say, send smoke signals if you have to <laughs> and just tell somebody you are favored. So that's one thing I want you to know. But one thing I want you to do is start dreaming about what your life would look like if you walked in the principles that we shared today. What would my life look like? What would my life? Start to dream these things out. What, sometimes the dream, you have to write these things down. What would my life look And then there might be places where you have manipulated. Listen, I have. There might be places where you have tried to control I'm asking you to repent. Turn from those places. Maybe there's places where you, you you see it in your heart that maybe I'm operating in pride. Listen, I want to tell you that you, we don't want anything to block us from what God has for us. God has amazing things for us. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com. Forward slash relentless easy.